Why, hello there. If you don't already recognize my sultry voice, this is DJ Art of the High Score 510 Podcast. First of all, I would like to thank you for listening to our show. Second of all, I want to remind you with a shameless plug of our Patreon page. Join our growing community and help support an indie podcast. The perks of being a patron, you ask? Number one, you'll get our weekly quick hitters. Number two, you'll get feature conversations that are too hot for our regular show. And number three, we cannot leave out number three. Why, Jesus, we'll bless you. So go check out patreon.com backslash highscore510. And for the price of a tall pumpkin spice latte, you can help AG3 afford his Peloton subscription. Regardless of which, we appreciate your support and hope you enjoy the show. You are listening to High School 510, where real talk is vernacular. How did the news hit you when, when, when y'all heard about the accident, though? Because I remember I heard about it, and I was like, I was like partially kind of surprised, but also like not, not surprised. I guess maybe I'm just desensitized to bad shit happening to famous people. Just glad he didn't die, because I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, just give us a break. God damn it. You know, when you hear about the details, they're like, yeah, they had to pull him off the windshield. Um, I'm like, God. life, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what I thought about, man, on a serious note? I thought about this. I thought about, man, was Tiger, is Tiger in a better mood after this accident or the one on Thanksgiving in 2009? That's all I thought about. That's all I thought about. Like, man, I bet you he, I bet you got a bigger smile on his face after this one than he did in 2009. Like, shit, at least I ain't got no golf club breaking the back of the window. I ain't got to make no phone calls. <laughs> they didn't say there was a beautiful white woman chasing me down the street before I crashed. Uh, I ain't got to explain <laughs> shit. Uh, you know, he's like, man, this one, I ain't got to explain nothing. This was an accident. Thank God. We'll be heading to the Bay Area in a couple of weeks. Oh, really? Okay. You got coming up here for a tournament. Yeah. Okay. Do you coach? Well, you coaching or are you just? Uh... I'm not. I'm not coaching no more. Fuck, fuck them kids. I'm. I'm not coaching. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it your son that's playing? Mm-hmm. Fifteen U. A U life. Man, A-U that's you life. Is, that's it's really a life. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron loves the AAU life. Man, some <laughs> loud-ass gym with a bunch of parents screaming. Screaming the whole time. And most of them don't know what the hell they screaming about. No, they don't. My sister be one of the loudest in there. Ain't never played basketball a day in her life and be the loudest one. One time, I was talking to a friend on the baseline. He was, like, working. I was over there talking to a friend I ran into at a game. I was on the baseline. Uh, my niece was playing. And then all of a sudden, my phone ringing. It's my sister. I just left sitting next to her. I could see her. She probably about 50 feet away from me. And she yelling at me for not yelling at my niece for the shot she took right in front of me. <laughs> you didn't, did you say anything to her? Yell at her for taking that stupid shot. You didn't say anything? I'm like, let her play. I'm on the phone. Talk to my old boy right here. You know, she... <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, the, play. that I mean that'd be so the worst stuff. Then that same niece who started going to her little sister's AU game got kicked out of a game yelling at a ref. The best coaching experience was um, we used to play for this program, and my wife was you know how you had like the team mom she handles the uh, the paperwork, birth certificates and shit like that. Uh-huh. 
the owner of the program persuaded her to coach a game. And, you know, my wife is a, she's a track, she's a, you know, she ran track. She don't know how to dribble a basketball. Her post game mm-hmm. is nice. I'll give her that. She posted me up yesterday and she got a couple of, she got a couple of inches on me. She, she backed me up a little bit, <laughs> but she doesn't have any basketball skills at all. And so she was nervous the whole week and I'm teasing her like, you gonna be all right, but this is gonna be funny. So what I did was we did a cheat sheet I went and sat in the in the bleachers and I called her on the phone and I was coaching the team for my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling her what to do. And mm. she ended up, we ended up winning the game though. You, was you like got the NFL team. She's like, yeah. call it, call it in, call it in. Yeah, when she called the timeout, <laughs> I should just see her put her her hand up to her earpiece <laughs> so she can hear me. I'm like one to two, three flat. The two, three flat now. And I see what's funny. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and the Twitter eventually, maybe the Twitter one day. Um, also, check out Hipster Horror Crux on Twitter. Um, you can also check out the dot com. Check out our Patreon page, support an indie podcast at patreon.com backslash high score 510. Aside from that, we are here with... Uh, this is Aaron Grayson with Thorough Samoma's AG3, coming at you faster than R. Kelly getting fully vaccinated while in jail. <laughs> Get vaccinated faster that than... That man, fully vaccinated, faster than that. My parents, who 80 years old, ain't even fully vaccinated. And this fool rocking two, two shots already. Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. He fully vaccinated, too. <laughs> OJ and R. Kelly fully vaccinated. <laughs> That ain't that perfect. a bitch? My dad, my dad ain't never missed a day of work. Until, uh, he missed like two days after having surgery on his elbow and getting burnt at his job in the factory. Missed total two days, and he ain't fully vaccinated. And these two fools walking around full vaccination. <laughs> OJ and R. Kelly. Ain't that, the about. world is the world is fucked up. You it's need to get into world. the mentions of OJ who keep posting himself getting his vaccinations. The the comment sections. Are Man. crazy. <laughs> I, I tried to read that after the first one. I read the comments. They were hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> people's like they stabbed me with the wrong needle. <laughs> People need help being vaccinated. Call on OJ. Call OJ. He'll, he'll get off that golf course and come help you out right quick. You just got to show him where the shoulder is comparison to the neck. <laughs> He's like, you want it in the jugular or the order? Like, no, OJ, lower the <laughs> shoulder, not the neck. Not the neck. You keep stabbing people in the neck with the needle. It's like it's not multiple stabs. One time, just in. one time, in. <laughs> and then one time out. <laughs> I did this before. Exactly. It's like, I got practice. <laughs> oh Lord, oh, OJ, shout out sponsorship. <laughs> Come on our show. I'll try, you know, I'll be tight. We can get OJ on the episode. I'll take OJ on the episode. <laughs> uh, ask a lot of people for forgiveness, but I'll bring him on the episode. I'll take him. Yeah, you know what? I think I want to do a podcast with OJ and Mike Tyson in the same <laughs> That could be volatile. <laughs> I'd definitely be scared. Yeah. <laughs> Would you do it in person or over Zoom? That's the question. It's got to be Zoom, but them two got to be in person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. And we are here with your boy BTG, aka Better the Great. Uh BTG for president, Oprah Run with BTG, part of the Rare Science Network. How we doing, fellas? Doing, doing well. Good. Doing good. Welcome. Welcome. 
Let me see if I can find you a good, adequate soundbite from my list of things. This grab bag, so this could be, this could be real good or real bad. What color do you want? Give me that purple. You know, I'm a Laker fan, so give me that purple. Is that against the the, the law to poison a tree? Well, do you think I care? Mm, no. Okay, I really don't. Okay. Roll damn tide. There you go. <laughs> Roll damn tide. Roll damn tide. Uh, those dude. I, yeah. Uh, what was that? Um. Who's that? Paul Feinbaum? Another level. Goddamn SEC fans, boy, I tell you. They don't play. Like the dude who called in and was like, I poisoned that tree, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I killed a historical landmark. <laughs> Call and admitted it. That's the crazy thing. It said, he said the exact chemical compound to use, which was crazy. All because they put a Cam Newton jersey on their famous coach's statue. Yeah, that's crazy. And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art. With two T's for a double dose of that tink tink, the D is silent, so it's just jart. I know she don't show it much, but deep down inside, she's a sweet old woman. Benny, why'd you put this orange juice in the refrigerator with just a swallow left in the container? Bear, why'd you leave me the hell alone? But that don't make no sense. You should have just finished it. Don't put it back in the refrigerator with just a swallow in the container. I get my mouth all set for some orange juice, and it's just a swallow in the container. Well, swallow it and shut the fuck up. You blind motherfucker. You fat bitch. You should go talk to her and tell her you're sorry. Good old Harlem Nights. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite. I've been trying to figure out why Ricky Baker didn't zigzag. Have y'all ever figured that out? Why Ricky didn't <laughs> zigzag? Yeah, why didn't zigzag? Ricky! Maybe because he thought that he ain't seen a shotgun have a range like that ever before in his life. I mean, we do know that them pellets, they spread, but God damn, my brother, you are the number one running back in the nation. Yeah. You know, he <laughs> went straight through that hole. You don't they, get back, no nothing. Like somebody, somebody forgot to throw, uh, throw the cones down in the middle of the alley. Just, <laughs> just three cones. Give him three cones. He could do a three cone drill and he would have been all right. I'm not, yeah. I'm not the sharpest knife, but I definitely would have hopped the wall, though. That's that alley life. You know, when I grew up in Los Angeles, I walked down plenty of alleys growing up. Now, mm. after living away from there for the last, you know, half my life, I can't imagine going down the alley anymore. And when I go back and visit my parents and sisters, and one of my sisters live on the other side of an alley, I'm like, God dang, man. Hey, look, this is a fact. Once you move away from LA, you automatically become more bougier. That's a fact. <laughs> you're right about that. You're right about that. You look at the old neighborhood, you're like, oh, I used to stay here. <laughs> Pedro used to live in the alley. To get to his door, you have to go through the alley. It was in the middle of an alley. And he I got my bike him. stolen from that damn alley too. But now oh. he got a nice house on the on the Ponderosa down in uh, Phoenix, and every day he gets up and walks out his front door and says, "I am delivered." <laughs> I, I feel bad, you know. I wish he had Ricky had done a little bit more zigzagging. I think I think he could have he could have blessed the the collegiate ranks with his uh, ability of you know. Maybe maybe he was he tried to zigzag, but he slipped on the glass. I forgot much glass be in that alley. It's like it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of glass. That glass was probably from a crack pipe. We do know this. I mean, it's nothing but glasses. I remember the glass. How much glass is in the alley, Jerry? I feel like the city of L.A. had like a mandate where people went around to measure that your alley had enough glass in it. So in the beginning of the movie when they was riding their bikes through the alley, that's not realistic. 
Oh, no, no. You ride your bikes through it. Because, you know, back in the day, those tires were thicker. It ain't like the bikes <laughs> yeah. they got now. Yeah. And, okay. and, yeah, and we invested into uh, a lot of inner tubes. We should get them patched a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you okay. know what I mean. So you know, yeah. The thing, yeah. the thing, the thing that bothers me the, the the most is that it was a long term effect. See, I'm a Raiders fan. Somewhere in my head, I figured that he was going to go to USC and get drafted by the Raiders because we were shitty in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's why I'm mad. We didn't have Bo. You know what I mean? We didn't have Marcus. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Ricky Baker was going to be the savior of that franchise. He, he would have been the savior. You're right. Because, you know, all the fighting with Marcus Allen and Al Davis mm-hmm. at that point, you would you could have just let Marcus Allen go at that point. Yep. See, the problem was that was before NFL started their free agency. And Napoleon Kaufman mm-hmm. decided to come try and be the savior. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good old Napoleon Kaufman. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he was buff. I think he would have did better at the Raiders if he would have been allowed to wear number five. That jersey was a little too heavy for him. Yeah, the weight the weight of the nation was resting on him. You know, you, you're a Raider fan, so that is something I, I did have a couple questions about. Being from L.A., they were in L.A., they came down to L.A., then left L.A., mm-hmm. and went to Oakland. How did that make you feel as a as an L.A. Raider fan or just a Raider fan in general? Well, I was a, I was a kid at that moment I because I was, I was born in 82, so... Uh, all I knew was, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, it was like, as a kid, I didn't even know, I didn't even notice that they made the change. Like one minute it was LA, the next minute it was Oakland. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. We still, we still in the hood, you know, we still in the neighborhood. <laughs> but then it, uh, it hurt me when, when they was like, uh, Vegas and, you know, for years, I'm talking about decades, Vegas has been the hottest market for a pro team. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, we're not going, we're not going to win this battle because they knew damn well they were supposed to come back to LA. They knew that. And yeah. we didn't, and we did not want to share a stadium. That's why, you know, the Chargers and them other fuck boys are sharing the stadium <laughs> right now. Um, I'm cool. You know, Vegas is not that far away. Uh, when I heard the rumblings of them going to San Antonio, I was like, Ugh. You know, but I'm I'm a Raider fan, so that shield is uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm glad you said that. So you you're a Raider fan. You're a fan of that that emblem on that side of that yeah, helmet, that yeah. helmet, and that gray can, and black, that black. They can gray. pretty they can, they can pretty much go anywhere besides Boston. I was, I was I was about to say that. Can they go to Can they go to Boston? Can they, they can go Boston to Boston. They can't go to Boston. Boy. Your cousin from Boston. Baylor, tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your show about? You have your own podcast. Uh, well, BTG for President is just basically my, that's like my audio statue. You know what I mean? So when I'm long gone or whatever, I feel like people could just tap into this and uh, enjoy the journey since episode one. I'm, you know, I have guests on there from time to time. Sometimes I'll talk about, you know, my past life experience or what I did that week, what I did that day. Various topics on BTG for president. Uh, Overrun with BTG is just me sitting in a barbershop by myself talking about sports. You know what I mean? I don't get too geeky with the uh, with the stats and, and shit like that. I just whatever I want to talk about uh, sports wise, I'll talk about it. And that's basically it. What got you started in uh, podcast? I was actually forced <laughs> because I was li- I've been listening to podcasts since like 2000, I want to say 14 or thir- 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I picked it up is because I was trying to get like inside information on fantasy football. And so 
when I started listening to these fantasy football podcasts, something told me to type in black podcasters and stuff like that. And so that's where the black astronauts popped up. The in deep show popped up. Um, the shiznit show down here in LA. And I started to leave a lot of feedback. The brothers lame is a sports happy hour down here in LA. I listened to their sports show and, um, I used to leave a lot of feedback. Um, mm. And I, but you know the joke. The joke was I used to leave so much feedback. My feedback would be too long. Uh, they would consider it a show. Mm-hmm. And so my boy Beyond is a part of the um, the No Nonsense show up uh, up there in Atlanta, a part of the Rare Science Network. I used to leave feedback on their show, and it was a rule that nobody could leave uh, any feedback past one minute because that was the BTG rule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> Obviously, when I'm listening to the show, I kept in touch with him, mm-hmm. go back and forth. And then one day, uh, Bianca sent me a photo, a podcast cover, my face on Ronald Reagan's body mm-hmm. uh, with, palm, <laughs> with palm trees in the background. And it was purple and yellow because of my favorite uh, basketball team. And he was like, yo, this could be your, you know, your podcast art. And I was like, OK, that's cool. And then he sent me equipment. I said, wait, wait a minute now. <laughs> so what's going on? You know, so he, <laughs> he sent me equipment. And then my boy, Teddy D in Louisville, he was trying to persuade me to, to start my own show. And I was like, man, I don't know. I don't think I can carry a show for an hour by myself. And then he was like, well, why does it have to be an hour? Then I was like, oh, you got a good point there. He was like, mm-hmm. you can talk about whatever you want to talk, how, how, however long you want to talk about it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And then... I hit Beyonce up. I, I let him know what my intro, uh, how I wanted my intro to be and gave him the vision on what my podcast is. And he was like, all right, you know, he's, like I said, he sent me over some equipment and I started from there. And with both of the shows together, I'm somewhere close to close to 400 shows, almost. Okay. You must be good at people sending you free equipment. And I, I got the opposite. I got, I got people trying to get equipment from my house. <laughs> not stealing it. Like, hey, man, 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 can I get my equipment back, man? <laughs> Tell me what they feel about the show. <laughs> I don't want you using my mic no more, Aaron. Man, saying all that, <laughs> saying all that nonsense and, and heathenism. Exactly. People asking me for <laughs> yeah. equipment back over here. I need this equipment back, man. So that's uh, how I got started, man. And he was just—he basically told me my ideal is. I think in the future it'll be like this, where I can just drop whenever I want to drop. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, man, if you want to grab your listeners and keep uh, keep them listening, he was like, you got to drop every week. You got to be consistent. He said a lot of podcasters get into this game thinking that it's easy and they don't make it past episode five, you know what I mean, or episode 10 mm-hmm. because it's hard work. And that's the only thing that I can hang my hat on is that I know that everybody's not going to tune in and listen to every show. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it, it's different. You know, it, I don't even have shows that run into each other with yeah. the same topic and there's different type of guests. So I know everybody's not going to tune in. I promise you, I haven't looked at my my, my numbers since, let's say, since like the fifth episode. You know what I mean? So because it's not for, it, I'm not in it for like the fame or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. just me leaving my legacy behind. And I haven't missed that. I haven't missed a week yet. So, so you, you, you're taking it as an opportunity to, you know, expand and at least create your own, you know, narrative for you to, you know, have your, your legacy, your narrative out there and yep. 
If, if anybody has a question about my character or something like that, at least you can get a portion of it from my podcast. If somebody is interested in starting a podcast, you know what I'm saying? Other than, you know what I'm saying, getting equipment sent to you, you know, what's a, what's a tip you would give somebody if they're interested in starting their own podcast? I would say just, uh, just know what you want to talk about. Because if you know what you want to talk about, it's easy to carry an episode. And then just be consistent as you can. Like, you don't have to drop every week. You can even let your listeners know that I'm bi-weekly or I might drop once a month or I might just drop random. But just let your listeners know. And everybody got different goals, though. You know, I don't have I don't have a goal to have, you know, a million listeners uh, or whatever, because I like to be able to go into Target and nobody knows. Me. Yeah. You know what I mean, I, I don't. So that I don't I don't care about all that. But just stay consistent. Don't be worried about who's not listening. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if yeah. I, if I got if I got like 10 listeners a month, I'm cool with that. That means 10 people taking time out of their goddamn day yeah. to listen to what I got to say. <laughs> you know that and that's hard to do. Yeah. That's hard to do cuz people cuz people I don't and then I don't care what you got to say in front of my face <laughs> sometimes. So, you know, mm-hmm. to 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 download an episode and to listen to what I have to say whether it's 15, 30 minutes or an hour and a half, like mm-hmm. that's huge. You know what I mean? But Look at it as this could be therapy. This could be training you to be more disciplined. You know what I'm saying? So just just think of the, the different ways that it can actually help you rather than trying to entertain people. You know, I, I did listen to your show. Uh, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the sports talk. Oh, I got the dog barking right now, so I'll be quick then. Uh, I'll be quick. Uh, do you ever find yourself like, like, how do you make up for those moments where there isn't sports going on, right? Like, when the pandemic hit and we had nothing going on, it's just the dog days of summer and all we got is baseball, football ain't got training camp, basketball ain't doing nothing. We're through free agency period. How do you make up for that? Because Jared make it up by doing a whole bunch of crappy, it's silly games. But I don't know how you make it up for it. <laughs> well, well first, of all, first of all, that's to find out that somebody listened to your sports show that you didn't know that was listening to your sports show that know a lot about sports, that's uh. dope. So I appreciate that. Um, but no, I just come up with a gang of uh, creative shit like top five, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or what, or what ifs. Like uh, one of my episodes was Life Without Scotty. What would Jordan have been or what, it, what would he have done if Scotty wasn't there? I thought you I thought I thought that when you said life without Scotty, you was talking, I thought you was talking about Ice-T from New Jack City, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> In news this week, in news this week, movie theaters in San Bruno, Redwood City are reopening by 25% capacity this week. Um, what do you guys think about that? You know, I mean, they really, they pushing the shit out of this vaccine. I actually scheduled to take mine next week. Mm-hmm. My, wife, my wife took hers already. Um, yeah. They feeling real confident. That's what it is. Not just the movie theater, but they talking about letting cats into the Dodger game. The Lakers and Clippers are trying to push for cats to be inside the Staples Center for the playoffs. I mean, we getting March Madness back this this year. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't think there'll be any fans there, but mm-hmm. um, you can see that we're starting to get back to as normal as we can. And the number one seller is going to be the movies, like. It, I mean, it's certain movies that could have hit a little bit better if it was in the movies. You know what I mean? I think Soul would have been a, a bit better in the movies. 
That one, you can throw that Wonder Woman shit out the window. <laughs> I'm about to say, yeah. What about Wonder Woman? Because Sally, I don't know. But yeah, I, maybe if you would have had like three screens in one movie, that would have made it better. They yeah, said, you know. oh yeah, the, um, and two of the screens are playing other movies. <laughs> now, playing now, old said, Gal Gadot movies, just other Gal Gadot movies, just yeah, playing. Play, play, one of them playing Fast and the Furious Five or whichever one that was in Brazil. There was one where uh, she was playing a, a, a spy with John Hamm. That one was actually kind of funny. Yeah. That oh yeah, that was good. That was. Good, but they were the neighbors. That was yeah. good. Maybe, maybe that black Messiah would have hit different if well, it was Tenet, in the movie. Tenet would have hit different with, with yeah. John David Robinson. They are saying that the movies that they're releasing in the theaters up here, at least, are gonna be Judas and the Black Messiah. So you could catch that. Tom and Jerry and Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. We're watching that shit upstairs right now, and, I'm, <laughs> and I fell asleep. <laughs> and, I, and I'm a Tom and Jerry like fanatic, but like when my when I paused it, my wife was like, "Yo, we got a whole hour and this shit left." I was like, "Say less, <laughs> say less." I'm like, yeah. My thing is, it's like I I, I get you trying to reopen the theaters. They say it's 25 percent capacity. They're gonna. They said they're gonna. They you know said. what 25% is? That's yeah. a nigga in the corner <laughs> on each side, one person in the middle, and two people in the corner at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, but they're bringing in these movies. <laughs> I'm like, three movies that if you got HBO Go or you got a friend with the HBO Go or HBO Max password, you can see these movies secondarily. They've already been heavily cr- critiqued on Twitter. So niggas is already yeah. like, like, yeah, I'm like, two of them ain't shit. I'm like, number one, yeah, Wonder Woman 1984. If you listen to our Wonder Woman 1984 episode, you'll know all you need to know about that movie. And yeah. Tom and Jerry, I, I tried to watch it last night. I tried. I, to. I can't believe you tried to watch it. That's Man, I fell cool. asleep. I felt. I, I was like, like Baylor. I fell asleep. I fell asleep <laughs> real I don't quick. Know what made you? There's a reason why most of those cartoons, like you ever watch a Tom and Jerry episode, it ain't even the full thirty minutes. It's like <laughs> no, a it's, it's a short. Right. Yeah, I think it's the nostalgia. Like we're trying to grab. Like it's like it's like crack. Like we're trying to go back to that first high or yeah. whatever, and it's just not working out. With uh, yeah, they gotta stop. Mm. I gotta stop. I was hyped for this Tom and Jerry shit too. That motherfucker's still on pause upstairs. But I will say, I was watching Tom and Jerry the first, like, I got through maybe 20 minutes of it, 30 minutes. And I was like, everyone in this movie are not good. The only good person in it is maybe Tom. Tom was out there, a cartoon cat who's, he, he was, he's acting like he was blind in the park playing a piano. I get it. He's just trying to make ends meet. We in a pandemic. He's trying to make some money. He's trying to, he play, he's playing some good tunes too. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, uh, Jerry come along and start trying to s- steal money off of him. I'm like, this broke. motherfucker, Jerry is a terrible motherfucker. Did you ever realize that? I realized that when I was a kid. Like, I hated <laughs> Jerry. I mean, I couldn't stand him. I was like, dude, he he's over there. He eating off people's food for free. He Like, Tom was at least their people's pet, right? Yeah. Like, he's getting fed. Jerry in there stealing stuff, doing all. And then sometimes Tom would be sitting there watching TV and Jerry come hit him in the back with the baseball bat. And I was like... <laughs> Dude, I hate Jerry. I really yeah. hated Jerry for the moment that I ever start really got like started realizing like, dude, this ain't, I hate Jerry. Yeah. My favorite episodes are the ones where they team up against somebody, and it's usually against the dog. Yeah, are the other are the, are the other cats that be trying to jump uh, 
Tom sometimes. I'm like, damn, these niggas always gang it up on the homie. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Tom got it bad, man. They, hey, they yeah. made the cats, though. They they did make the other cats. In the, uh, you saw that part, uh, Baylor? Yeah. Man, yeah. I was like, man, <laughs> almost as bad as those as those two robots in Transformers, Aaron. It is? It's on the, it's on the crows? Okay, now I got to watch it. Uh, yeah, there's I got some cooling going on with them cats. <laughs> I got, is Jason Derulo doing one of the cat voices? Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Is he you doing one of the cat voices? Is he gyrating? <laughs> <laughs> that makes me watch it really faster, even faster. I might put it on before the show even over. Oh man! Yeah, it was. It, it man, it's bad. Hey, so my question is: Are there any other cartoon characters that everyone seems to love, but you just can't stand? Because Jer- Jerry, I, I realize That's how terrible Jerry Jerry is. Yeah, Ultra Magnus from Transformers. Oh, <laughs> Ultra Magnus. He transformed to a truck. We already had that in Optimus Prime, right? Mm-hmm. Then he was a kiss ass, and then for some reason. All of a sudden, he came out of nowhere for that stupid-ass Transformer movie that came out when I was young. He came out of nowhere. He was never on Earth, and all of a sudden, he the number two person, and he trying to open this Matrix, and he couldn't get it open. Now, mm-hmm. I jumped for joy when he couldn't get the Matrix open. Yeah. That was one of my happiest moments. That goes down for one of Aaron Grace's happiest moments in movies, when yeah. Ultra Magnus couldn't get it open. Only thing that would have made it better is he got a, Galvatron shot him in the chest. <laughs> I, I, that was a lot of hate right there. Man, that's how much I hate Ultra Magnus. <laughs> Ultra Magnus had me rooting for the Decepticons. Most of the Autobots had me rooting for Decepticons, including Bumblebee, too, but he, he made it up later on. I have the similar hate towards this one character, but I don't know how I'll be able to get it off because it's a child. Um, Door the Explorer pisses me <laughs> off religiously. Because Is he happy, though? She's always happy and she asks some of the dumbest questions. Mm-hmm. And she is, you know what it is? It's the blinking. She blinks too long for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know the answer. Everything could be done. This shouldn't even have to be a 30 minute episode. This episode can be over in five minutes. If you wouldn't just take all the shit out of your backpack and ask us which one, you know which one it is. <laughs> Well, no. you wasted my goddamn time. <laughs> we already know what it is. Yeah, Lord Explorer for me. Yeah, the one that I that I thought of just now is uh, for sure Scrappy Doo. Who likes Scrappy? I didn't know. I, like you know, some people liked him because he was the one who was willing to fight out of all of them. And I'm like, man, you messing up my high. As Scooby and Shaggy was just trying to chill. And every time something bad would happen, they'd be like, let's leave. Like when you high, you'd be like, man, it's starting to get hot in here. Or people starting to act foolish over here. Let's just go and go somewhere where it's more chill. That's all they was trying to do. And then you had, uh, uh, what's his name? With the with the, with the the man scarf and, and Thelma and- Fred, and Fred right? Fred. Oh, they were, they were always trying to look, trying to solve the mystery, I'm, which is- I'm glad. I'm glad glad you said that because Fred to this day can he can catch his hand. <laughs> hey, hey, I think he was Fred the was biggest, just, most burly about that action do. boss type dude. He's like, I'm like, Fred, you a big dude. Why don't you go, you know, confront them in a way that's going to be constructive and make Shaggy and Scooby feel a little more safe. But he never could do that. Shaggy and Scooby was always like, man, I don't feel safe. Fred take me into bad situations. I got to leave. And then Scrappy Dude is the one who just uh, exasperates the situation, always trying to fight somebody. And I'm like, man, Scrappy Doo got to go. Because you know what? So, they could escape, but Scrappy Doo over here, they got to run back and grab him because he's trying to fight somebody. So have you seen the the the, the newer version where where Velma and, and Shaggy is actually like, you know, they got some type of a vibe going on? Mm-mm, mm-mm. I ain't seen that. Yeah, they, yeah, they got like they got like a little at one point I think they were like actually like together, but they actually showed them interacting with each other like 
having feelings for each other, while Fred, dumbass, can't pick up hints from Daphne. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm like, bro, and, and we already know this. We already know Velma. We just know. Yeah, yeah, according, according, yeah, according to Halloween, Velma's the finest one ever. Yeah, okay, according so, to Halloween, she yeah, knows yeah, she's the freak too. I didn't, I didn't want to Halloween. say, I didn't, I didn't say it, but according to my that, Instagram on Halloween, <laughs> Velma's the finest cartoon character of all time. Like, I like she's Jessica Rabbit. Hey, look, everybody, everybody just waited for her to drop her glasses because she <laughs> just never could find them. She, she could never find her glasses and uh, yeah, they, yeah. Velma, and then Velma she always crawling on all fours in a real provocative position, be like, "Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> jinkies!" The NBA All Star Weekend is upon us. All Star Weekend in Atlanta, I believe. Is Atlanta right? Atlanta. Yeah. They doing Atlanta. Yeah. And they're going to be doing the All Star Weekend all in one night. They're going to have the three point contest and the skills. Um, skills challenge, skills competition uh, before the game, and then they're going to have an interlude at halftime with the dunk contest. What is something that you're looking most forward to from the All Star Weekend? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I want to I want to put a check mark next uh, next to BTG because <laughs> I agree 100. percent Nothing. Y'all not, you know, excited about the skills challenge? You don't know, see Bam out of bio running that court, making passes and layups. It's cute, but no. <laughs> what about nah. the three-point competition? How about they bring on an injured Clay Thompson with this still in a walking boot against everybody else? No, it's gonna be the same three-point shooter. It's gonna be Steph, Dame, um, and whatever you know, white guy that that's got the highest shooting percentage. They're gonna bring it. Uh, Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Yeah, it's gonna be a cold <laughs> white guy out there and smoke them niggas or something like that. I don't know. Look, the dunk contest ain't been. You know, like shout out to. Um, to, to Zach Levine, he he him and Gordon gave us a, a classic. Um, the next year they stole it from Gordon, so at this point it's comical. You know the the way they changed the format last year because of Kobe, I thought that was dope. But I mean, just fast forward to the fourth quarter and hope that it's in you know a three point game at that point, so they can start playing hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what do you think they should do? Uh, to make the game more enticing because I, I have noticed with the actual game it's just been, become more and more of people just jogging up and down the court and just trying to find creative ways of bouncing the ball uh, off the backboard for alley-oops to each other. What's something they can do to make the game more interesting? Aside from all the, the, the side activities and, and Kevin Hart playing a celebrity game. That's a hard question because Kevin Hart won MVP of the celebrity game with like six points. He had those Lisa Leslie MVP numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, when Lisa, when Lisa Leslie was winning MVP of the WNBA, she was having those numbers, winning it off of blocks. Look, I don't think they can do anything because you got to figure these players are not built like they were back in the 80s and the 90s. So they they look at it like, look, we're going to run up and down the court a few times. We're not trying to get nobody injured because everybody know after the All-Star break, that's when it's time to lock in. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you can throw some incentives in there where they, you know, uh, you know, donations to a fundraiser. I'm not a huge baseball fan or anything like that, but if I'm not mistaken, whoever wins the All Star game, they get, they get uh, the home field advantage. Home field advantage, like home court advantage, is important in the NBA. Uh, probably not right now, but mm-hmm. you know, I think that would probably be an option. 
But outside of that, no, they're just gonna keep throwing it off the backboard to each other. Yeah, it's 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 no way you're gonna make that game competitive anymore. Cause I, I agree. The players, like the players in the 80s and 90s were all about competition. They didn't yeah. want to be, they didn't want to join each other's teams. They didn't want to do those things. They wanted to beat the person. Their whole idea, like when you even hear about the uh the original dream team, when they got together, they had a hard time getting together because all those who wanted to do was compete and beat each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like they had a hard time being a team at first because it was all about the competition of being showing who's better. And that's how, and that's why when you look at those all-star games, you have that. You have that that fire, that competitive fire to show, oh man, I'm gonna show this fool up. Like, right? Like everybody watching, I'm gonna show them up, I'm gonna D them up, and I'm gonna show them up. Not just I'm just gonna lazily run up and down, throw lobs off of backboards and behind the back and off my elbow, stuff like that. Uh, I just like I agree, the players aren't built this way anymore to make a competitive game. I did have two ideas. Uh in the NBA, I know you listening. These are two ideas that I had uh come up with is that if they turn it the the all-star game into almost like an Olympic type of game where they will allow the top team from overseas to come play in the all-star game. And you really have to pick the top all-stars to play against that particular team. Yes. Um, or just have, have it the traditional way, but at halftime, you're allowed to trade certain players or whatever. <laughs> Our fan vote to trade players. Yeah. And see what yeah. happens. Yeah. 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 If you, yeah. if you have any type of fan engagement, then mm. you'll keep us, You'll keep us glued in like that. So, like, with the whole uh, team captain thing, I thought that was uh, – that's creative. But what if, you know, Braun was traded to the East in the second half mm-hmm. to play against the West? That might bring a little spark to it. They, they get uh, Johnny Manziel and the Zappers uh, ownership on that. They'll work on that. The fan control football league. Just get that going on All-Star weekend. That'd be tight. You know, I heard someone say this also to have for the dunk contest, have it pros versus Joe's dunk contest, right? And go out and get the best, like, people, like players from the NFL who are athletic and can dunk and, you know, let the NFL players have a dunk contest versus the NBA there, throw in some people like that, some people off the street that, you know, those ineligible brothers at the black, uh, the HBCUs who we know can fly. Mm. You know, like, they got the pro they, dunkers too. You could, I, I'll be down to see them bring in some pro dunkers. Just to go, bring it in. NBA yeah, players so the like, NBA players trying to top them like that. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I would like that, you know, the skills competition, you could throw that away, man. Having players yeah. run up and down, throwing bounce passes and whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's for yeah, the kids. I guess yeah, that's for the kids. It is. Because at the end of the day, it's like, we're just waiting for them to get down to that goddamn free throw line or that layup. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah. That's for the kids. I don't I don't think I've watched that in years. And- well, yeah, when I was growing up, I remember watching the All-Star Games and like I, I took pride in watching the All-Star Games. Or not watching it, but like I felt there was a sense of pride of representing your your league or your division of your league. We all know that so, one person has to win it at the end, right? One person wins the whole thing at the end of the season. But like knowing kind of like who had the tougher route to win it all or just like which division or which section or part of the league was better than the other, like meant something. I, I always thought it was super cool. Like NL versus the AL in baseball. I was always like, man, I'm was i an AL guy. You know, I was an A's fan. So I took a root for the AL. I just thought the AL was better, you know, uh, partially because the games, they, they had the all-star games. Same thing with basketball, you know, the East versus the West, you know, different, different periods of time. There's something that added to the mystique and the, the concept of, your entire league by having competitive all-star games because 
there's one thing all kids love trying to make is an all-star team. You know, you want to win the championship, but if you don't win the championship, if you made it to an all-star team, at least me growing up, I was like, man, I'm juiced. I, I was an all-star. People know I was one of the best players, you know, in the league. That's important. Um, and, and then you get to go against all the other kids that are the best players that you wouldn't be able to play all together because, you know, they're on their separate teams. So I don't know. I think there's, there's something to it that, that makes, makes it unique. But once it's become like in the last, you know, yeah, 15 years or so, um, it's become this thing where it's like everyone's just friends, everyone's chilling, nobody really cares. And so it's lost that luster. And it's, I think it's also hurting the, the league in certain ways. I mean, we need an ego boost. So that's why I said, like, yo, go get those international, those top international all-stars. Have them come to All-Star Weekend. Yeah. And yeah. then we we battle like that. I think that's a tight idea. I, w- I would love to see that, you know, because currently if they were going to bring in a team to play against the NBA stars, it'd be like the Harlem Globetrotters. They're just bringing somebody who's just going to goof around too and do some wild stuff. And that would actually be kind of fun. Like, like who's to say like 2000, 2023, the winners of the all-star weekend was the N one team at that, at that point. Yeah. And one, ooh, ooh they, you know what they could do? They could do like a tournament. So you get like Globetrotters and one team. You get like the Euro Spanish League All-Stars or whatever. We, hey, we got too many ideas. We, Man. we The wrong people in charge. <laughs> you know what exactly. they should know? I got a better idea. Get Ice Cube on here, sponsor that shit, and get a three-on-three. Come on, three man. Come on, All-Star man. weekend, bro. <laughs> Come on. They got the big yeah, three yeah. All-Stars. We're from going big ideas to bad ideas. <laughs> Kyrie Irving came out and said that he believes that Kobe Bryant should be made the new logo for the NBA. He said that Black Kings built this league up and that he's not missing his words, you know, and no disrespect to the other players who, you know what I'm saying, have done legendary things and no disrespect to the work they put in. But Kobe as a coming from high school to having the career he did and having the impact he did with other players, it would be a, a way to, honor him in the most, you know, in the best way possible the NBA could, but also it'd just be something that, you know, would reflect the league and its uh, influence of how black players have developed and built the league. So um, what do y'all think about that? What do y'all think about that? 90% of what Kyrie says, I do not listen to. He is, he has been labeled by myself as a weirdo, but I will (laughs) say, I will say this. I understand where he's coming from and I partially agree I feel like they should rename the I not rename because I don't think they have a name. I think they should name the MVP, the regular season MVP trophy after Kobe because they after didn't want to get they he didn't want to give it. I know, but the reason why he only has one is because it's off the court issues. And but I his feel one like came his one came way after that though. We know there's a couple, couple of players that shouldn't have MVP awards. I think Nash. it was. I think it was one other <laughs> Steve year. Nash, Steve. I tried to look at that and I was like, "What year should Kobe have won MVP?" And I think it was yeah, one of the Steve Nash's year. The other ones, remember? You, you said Kobe, one of. You said one of. The other ones should. I think one of those years was Shaq. I can't argue with Shaq. <laughs> I, I think yeah, I think both those years, or you could have gave it to Shaq or Tim Duncan, either one. Problem that had hurt Kobe with the MVP was that LeBron James went on this run of like four in a row. Right. Well, no, the, see, this is the thing, though, because this goes back to the logo where Jerry West said himself, whether he's telling the truth or not, he said, I didn't even ask to be the logo. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I've, I've even said it's been time to replace my ass as the logo. So <laughs> my thing is you might you could have a personal preference on why, just like Kyrie said, on why 
he should be the logo. It's easy to pick Jordan. I probably would have preferred Kareem or Bill Russell. Don't know what that silhouette is going to look like. But <laughs> I look at it as the, the NBA puts itself out there as being the best league. Just like the NFL is the shield, they, nothing is above that shield. I feel like the NBA logo is we put out the best product, the best players represented by winning. That's Jordan, that's Kareem, that's Bill Russell when I think of that. Now, Kobe, he has the Mamba mentality. And he also, the, a lot of players that's in the league now, they looked, at, they looked up to him rather than Jordan because Jordan was way before their time. Yeah. So that's the closest player that they can relate to. Uh, and he also meant a lot to not just the league, but the world in general. So the logo aspect, I can understand it. But I feel like out of respect, the best way to me to honor him is to give him the, the MVP, uh, name it after him. That's the how all, I feel. The All-Star MVP? Because I'll be agreement to name the All-Star MVP after The regular season. Because he the won a lot season. of all – he gets tied for the most All-Star MVP. So I'll give him the All-Star MVP. I don't know. Kareem won six MVPs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I feel like we become such recentists where we forget the NBA. Like, I was watching a video, uh, shout out to Jimmy High Roller, who puts out these great basketball videos he puts together. He probably don't think I think he's great because I comment on his shit all the time whenever I don't agree. But he put out a, uh, he put out a pyramid tier based on people who got, who got their ass handed to him in, for one individual game, right? So yeah. it was like someone scoring 50 points. Whoever was guarding Devin Booker was on that pyramid and had parentheses Devin Booker because he scored 55 on him this game. So it went up. You know what the top of the pyramid was? Kobe's 81 points and who was guarding him. And I said, we become such recents. We forgot Will Chamberlain scored 100 points in a game. Have that we forgot true. that? Like people that, that's think- true, but nobody has that footage. We uh, we don't. I don't need footage to uh, to I, believe that something. I, I mean, I, I, I respect my elders, but I uh, also come on. He was the milk carton. I mean the milk. I mean the milkman, the mailman. These are the niggas that he was playing against. Uh, no, he was playing against Bill Russell. Remember, the league only had eight teams back then, so it was eight. actually a little more stacked and tall. But I mean, but the same people could say the same thing. I could say the same thing now compared to the 80s and 90s. Like, man, the bottom of rosters in the 80s and 90s was much better than the bottom of rosters now. The guys well, them two, them two guard, Them two guards that was guarding MJ was uh, yeah, yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. And so, uh, so I mean, let me just stick to the logo. I agree with you on the logo. Jerry West didn't even know that logo was made off of him until someone did some research. When the NBA hired the guy to make the logo, he just went through every picture. He had no idea. He didn't even watch basketball. The guy just thought, this is the coolest picture. I'm going to make a silhouette off of this. And, that, and I think Jerry West is a very humble guy. We call him the logo. It's not called the Jerry West logo. It's just we call him the logo because the logo was made off a of silhouette. I think it should stay Jerry West, right? I, we don't see Apple changing their logo. They're successful, right? This is the logo that the whole world sees. Keep it that way. But to Kyrie's point, though, the league was built off of us. Well, see, the, the thing I didn't agree with Kyrie at the end, he said, I don't I don't care what anybody has to say about it. Then why should I care what you got to say about it if you're not willing that's to listen true. to what other people got to say about it? Yeah, because I want to hear which Black Kings is he talking about? Because to me, the Black Kings were Abdul-Jabbar, Russell, Robinson, people who were out there. When Kareem was out there at the Ohio Conference with, or the Cleveland Conference with Muhammad Ali, Russell, mm-hmm. everything he went through. Those are the Kings. I would say, if anything, you know, Jordan came along and built the media market of basketball. He right. built into the money part of basketball. I would put more emphasis on Magic and Bird for what they had to build. And don't forget, we didn't have a lot of footage then from the early 80s from the games they played in. Not every game was televised. I'm, gi- I'm giving it to Magic off of bias. 
I'm not giving it to Bird. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't give it to you, Bird. I love Bird too, but I can't give it to you, Bird. Can't give, but, 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 give it to you. I, I don't even want to change the logo. The logo should just stay. It's the logo. You know what the problem is? They become recentists, right? They look at Kobe Bryant and where, where they were in life when he was a player at a type of his prime. They were middle school kids who looked up to him. Right. If we mm. really think about Kobe giving back to the game, we have to mention Mamba mentality because the truth of is he did not he didn't do shit else. Now I know this might come harsh. I'm a Laker fan. You might have mm. a hard belief, but I'm also one of those people that stay real. Like I can't, I can't I'm one of those people that if my team, if a dude on my team sucks, suck. When the Lakers signed Corey Blunt, I was the most pissed off person working at Fedco that day. Shout out to Corey Blunt. I was working at Fedco <laughs> and people got super excited. You remember Fedco? I remember Fatco. People, oh, I was working at Fatco. Everybody got excited. Man, we just signed Corey Blunt, and I'm like, unless he's gonna be here rolling some, ain't no, re- ain't no reason to get I excited. I don't, I don't, I don't think I was excited off of that one. You all. shouldn't have been. But some of the people, Laker fan, they were so excited. And I'm like, you know, ain't no need to worship Corey Blunt. But the reason we have the mama, we all we could talk about is mentality because he really didn't do much. It took his daughter to get him back going to NBA games, right? He invested a little bit. It took his daughter playing AU to invest in that. I mean, mm-hmm. he did hold his academy for two years, but look at the players he invited. He only invited offensive scoring players. Like, it wasn't like uh, Pete Newell. Pete Newell, to me, did a lot for the game of basketball. He had a big man camp that he brought in every big man every summer. Shaq, Hakeem Olajuwon, they'll tell you, they learned all their footwork at Pete Newell's big man camp. And mm-hmm. may he rest in peace, Pete. No, may Kobe rest in peace. Uh, but I'll just, I'm just one of those people that like, dude, he didn't give a lot. He gave, he played and he played hard. If anything, these players don't play like he played. They, I wish they played like he played. These fools take games off, chill out. I wish they played like he played. I wish Kyrie played like he played. You think Kobe would have missed out of games for whatever goddamn reason he missed out for? Nah, they popped his finger back in place and he went back in the game. I'm going to say this. Honestly, like I said, if they didn't change the logo, I would be fine with it. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if he wasn't in the discussion, I would be fine with it. It's not recency bias with me. It's the fact that it's race with me, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the truth. It's race with me. It's like we don't have any ownership in anything. And I feel... We don't have ownership in anything. Wait, did you? He's the same person you said did less than Batman did for the black community. And I feel like, bro, we just need something. You know what You're I mean? Right. And then and I at, give you that. And at the same time, we are caught up in wanting to pay so much respect to Kobe. And so that's why I'm like, yo, give him something. Are we caught in the moment, though? Are we caught in the moment and not making the most rational decision? I'm, but I'm okay with being caught in the moment because he was that important. Obviously, uh, he was. He a stopped the, the world. Game. He stopped the world, bro. He literally stopped the world for a moment. What when he died? Yeah, yeah. And then the the thing about the world is that it start is to keep on spinning. My thing is, we're gonna get to a point where no one's gonna remember this, right? Eventually, just like just like we, we, we I'm sure it was the same way in Pittsburgh with Roberto Clemente, who actually Eventually. who who died in an airplane crash trying to deliver food to a uh, to a Nicaragua that was hit by hard by earthquake. Uh, and eventually get to a point where we remember them and we should remember. We shouldn't forget them and forget the works that Roberto Clemente did. I mean, we're talking about two different spectrum of what they did in, in humanity. But but I think we get to a point when when a generation gets older, like right now, we're so recent it's because of Kyrie and the generation and Devin Booker and all these dudes who watched him as 12 and 13 year olds. And think about it. Let's think about Kobe legacy, though. Come on, let's be real. You can't exclude parts of his legacy, too. 2003 Colorado, right? They're gonna keep bringing. They're gonna, and that's the thing. I'm gonna keep gonna, bringing it up. 
they're going to keep bringing it up. And, 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 and then you said, well, eventually we're going to forget. I, I, I agree and I disagree mm-hmm. because we haven't forgot about Jerry West being a logo. No, thanks to yeah. ESPN and thanks to sports analysis calling him the logo. Okay, so why we can't, again, this goes back to me about saying, bringing up the whole race thing. Why we can't have that for us? Yeah, I'm fine. If they want to switch it to us, if they feel like that, that's fine. I don't want Kobe as a logo. I I feel like we, it don't have to be him, but it needs to be one of us because I feel like we deserve it. That's fine with me. You know, Kareem could be the logo. What about Kermit Uh, Washington as a logo? <laughs> that means you gotta part you gotta throw a part of Rudy Jojanovich on the ground or something. You can't so I don't know if you can make that. But but I mean you just see face, a face flying off in the in the corner of the logo. You see a face breaking up inside some skin. Um but yeah, I mean, you know what? If I'll take Kareem, I'll take Magic Jordan. Uh there's a lot of people you can't make Kobe this logo, to be honest. I just think there's too much. And now look, I have no problem. I've made mistakes. People make mistakes in life. Nobody's life is perfect, right? To me, the only thing perfect on that basketball court is that round ball. It's a perfect spear if it's pumped up right. As long as you don't get, as long as you don't let Tom Brady pump it up, it's a perfect spear, right? Got to watch out for Tom Brady. He'll pump yeah. up that basketball. You go dribble it, and it'll just stay on the ground. Hey, if you uh, want to get rid of, if you want to get rid of a cell phone, well, you know who that's who you go to. You go to Tom. Brady. Tom Brady gonna open up a cell phone disposal <laughs> service. <laughs> like, uh, hey man, I got some shit on here. I want my wife to see. I'll, I'll take care of it. Uh, yeah, can I can I get that TV throwaway? Yeah, yeah exactly. Send that's it to Tom Brady's. Tom Brady. You got to, <laughs> so but, we got all different size blenders. Whatever you need. <laughs> one reason I was gonna say one reason when I bring up Kobe in 2003 is not to tear him down. It's just to say life is complex. We are complex. We're not perfectly round like the ball is. The one thing I like about the NFL shield is that no matter how big you get, no matter how big Tom Brady get, he's never going to be bigger than that shield, right? right. He could win two more Super Bowls, the shield going to keep going and he not. I actually like that part of football. And it's just my own personal opinion. I could be wrong. I like that part about football because in the end, like you said, you was a Raider fan. It didn't matter where they moved to, right? And that's how I felt about it as a Raider fan. for Boston. Except for Boston. Those, and they didn't Boston. move there. So you could keep being that fan. <laughs> That's how I felt as a Ram fan. They left a year after I left LA and I kept rooting hard. When they won that one title, I was the biggest cheerleader you wouldn't believe. I was yelling that whole year with Kurt Warner. It was about following that team. And I think NBA, sometimes we get a little too individualistic in players, right? Yeah, players make the league. Players help build the league. It's all a relationship. It's all symbiosis, right? You know, if you want to change the logo, I'm fine. I just don't think Kobe's a perfect representation of what we want our NBA players to be. Yes, he can't died. be Kareem because because nobody nobody got post game anymore and they don't know how to do a sky hook. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cold silhouette. Though. That is a silhouette though. That that's That'll an iconic be a great silhouette. looking silhouette. I appreciate what Kyrie had to say. I'm I wouldn't be mad if it was Kobe. I'm also down to have you know other players who you know impact the game like you said, Aaron, who were there during the time where it's still hard to even have black players on you know on the court playing um, with white players. Don't forget, don't forget what Kobe said about be- Black Lives Matter. See, people always forget these things. Remember Kobe when they all when the Miami Heat came out with the hoods on for the Trayvon Martin, he, mm-hmm. he spoke against it. Mm-hmm. He spoke against it, but people people have short memories. Well, it also goes on to like, you know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic came out and told LeBron to basically he doesn't like when, you know, athletes get into politics and just to do yeah, his thing. He, he was wrong, too. Yeah. Zlatan. Yeah. Zlatan. I, feel, I feel like the solution is just let them fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, LeBron up. fight Zlatan? I don't want to see yeah. him fight because I, I don't think LeBron winning that fight. 
Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He's just as big as LeBron. He's like 6'8. they about the same size. Now, Zlatan ain't no 6'8. He's not quite 6'8. Dude, uh, he is. Zlatan is like 6'3, 6'4. No, he's taller than that, Jared. Soccer players, he looks really tall relative to soccer players because a lot of soccer players. I know, but he's a lot taller than most soccer players. Don't Brian got a soccer team? No, I don't know. LeBron Thomas six five. Yeah, all I know is that LeBron made Joe Thomas uh, Hall of Fame left tackle look small. And he's he also that. an ethnic Albanian. I wouldn't be fucking around with that. Uh, Zlatan might be might be kind of gangster, but I'm just like yeah. LeBron. LeBron is also a, a force. I don't know if LeBron can fight, but uh, Le- I was just saying, we'll just jump him down. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way it's gonna happen. Yeah, gonna, uh, well, you got watch LeBron gonna have to bring a crew that's not his normal crew. Yeah, but see, Zlatan was also speaking from the fact that you know he grew up, you know, playing for Sweden. Sweden had a little better social services for people, so like you do what you do, social services going to take care of the rest. And of that the was stuff. weird because he was complaining about Sweden years ago. He complained yeah. about Sweden. I remember because he's ethnic Albanian. Well, he he also from, like, was like getting tattoos part. of all these refugees that were uh, that you know, and, and he's I'm a like proud ethnic Albanian. I yeah, was like, that really shocked me that he said that because. So are you telling us black people to be quiet about politics that we've yeah. been struggling with? That he, must be. he wasn't he wasn't specifically pointing out just LeBron. He he brought up LeBron as a as an example in the conversation, but he was just like, I think athletes need to stop being trying to put in politics like you're good at what you're good at do what you're good at let the people who are good at politics are good at whatever and i'm like unfortunately you weren't raised in the united states of america so you don't understand the dynamics of the importance of you know anybody that can represent a marginalized and, and and subjugated class needs to step up and use their platform or use the the influence and power that they do have in this moment of time they need to they need to utilize it now i'm not saying that they need to be at the forefront all the time but in our situation, unlike, you know, Zlatan, where he came from and and represented Sweden, living in Sweden, didn't have to deal with those same things. Maybe some similarities, but, you know, United States and money pushes everything. So if LeBron has the leverage to use his money and clout to push something and an agenda that's going to help his peoples, man, more power to him, man. And so I'm not going to tell no athlete, you know, unless it's Kyrie talking about the flat earth, you know what I'm saying? You know, talking about, you know, flat earth and, and what we should do with our satellites. I'll tell Kyrie, step down. This is not your, this is not your ball game. But if he got some <laughs> ideas on how to improve his people from his platform, that people are willing to give him a, yeah. a, a, a microphone to, to speak power into his people, man, don't tell anybody not to speak power into their people. That's my thing. Yeah, this, it, yeah, hey, it, it, he was showing some white privilege. Hey, look, man, I mean, look, Republicans buy shoes too, so. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jordan sponsorship. Cutty Corner Shoutouts, Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts is a segment that we end the show on. Uh, you get a chance to rant, complain, talk about something that's going on that's just been upsetting you, or you can highlight something positive in the world. Uh, Cutty Corner Shoutouts, Cutty Corner Shoutouts. It's time. It's time. It's time. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yeah, my Cutty Corner shout out this week goes out to, um, uh, I don't know what company it is. One of these toy companies, Kenner, Mattel, one of them. This is my thing. 
we try to be so PC nowadays. We try to go so far and be PC and make sure everything we say is the right thing that we actually taking a step backwards. And my example here is Mr. Potato Head. So Mr. Potato Head, they are now changing. He is no longer going to go by Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head. It's just going to be Potato Head to be gender fluid. And this is my argument against that. Mr. Potato Head was the first transgender toy. Whatever year it came out back in the day, it was the first tra transgender toy. Because guess what I could do with Mr. Potato Head? I could take off the nose and the mustache and make my Mr. Potato Head Mrs. Potato Head, right? Mrs. Potato Head was, trans was, was already the first transgender toy. If there's anything that's saying, hey, you know what? I'm with you. I support you. The problem is no one supported Mr. Potato Head back in his day. When he was going through his transgender politics, where was everybody at? Mr. Potato Head might have been inspiration for Caitlyn Jenner to go ahead and feel like I could be open to myself. I could be me now because Mr. Potato Head switched from Mr. Potato Head to Mrs. Potato Head. But now we're just taking that away and we're just calling it Potato Head. And if you go and look at it on the website, they got the most, I mean, most androgynous looking features now. Now I'm fine with adding the androgynous features, but don't take away my Mr. and Mrs. features too. You know, those are things that people identify with too, right? Not somebody looking like Harry Styles. Keep Mr. Potato Head, Mr. Potato Head, and you can turn on the Mrs. Potato Head. That's just taking it. That's taking PC too far. Look, I lost my auntie and my uncle this, this during this time of COVID. I lost Aunt your mama and, and my uncle Ben. Why are you taking Mr. Potato Head from me and Mrs. Potato Head? I like them both. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm wrong, someone. If I'm wrong, if you feel offended, please, please tweet Jared and tell me. <laughs> Right, and, and, and he'll tweet Jared when he's alone in his mom's basement. <laughs> but I, I woke up to that news a couple of days ago and I was just shocked about the potato head. And I have nothing against, trust me, nothing against transgender people or, or people who are in, you know, whatever your pronouns you go by. We all know the pronouns I've gone by. I said it many times in the show. I go by Aaron, he, or Optimus Prime are my pronouns. Whatever you want to go by is what you go by. But if I do put... Uh, a title, a prefix of Mr. on my thing. Why, why, why we, we can't go down on Mr. We can't look at being a Mr. or Mrs. or Miss Pac-Man. That's like, you know what? Fuck it, Jared. We're getting rid of Miss Pac-Man now. You know what? You might be right. I want the symbol changed again. You know what? I want the NBA logo to be Brittany Griner when she <laughs> was fighting her, when she was fighting her wife in that 7-Eleven. Baylor! Do you have a cutting corner shout out? Uh, no rants. You know, I'll just, uh, I appreciate y'all guys having me on. You know what I mean? Uh, when, you hit me up on when you hit me up on Twitter and you and you had introduced yourself, and I was like, nigga, I know who you are. <laughs> I listen to, I listen to the show. <laughs> I listen, you know what I mean? Uh, um, and the crazy part is I've been listening for a while because I remember when we first got in contact and mm -hmm. we figured out, you know, there was a, it was a Bay Area, L.A. thing or whatever. You know what I mean? So uh, it's, it's been a while, but, yeah. you know, it all worked out. So it was, it's a dope show. Uh, good laugh, good time. And I'm, I'm glad I actually finally made the show. Yeah, man. Happy to have you, man. You know, we got we got our Twitter uh, banned or suspended. One of the things, you know, and you know what? I like how I like how, I like how he say we. <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice. I didn't notice that until like maybe like a couple of months ago. I kept trying to like at y'all, and I'm like, "Where are y'all at? <laughs> what happened?" Uh, a Canadian, a black Canadian girl got mad that I used the N word. 
and she she reported it as offensive and then and then we had already some strikes because I called Shaq a Negro and I also called Drake high yellow. And then you called Drake. And oh, so <laughs> it was like, you done. See, now, now what tripped me out as a black Canadian woman, I thought she would get more pissed over the shit. I said or one of two things, either all the shit that I've talked about Drake all these years or off of uh, watching, having to watch RJ Barrett play basketball. That should be that should be the thing that she should complain about and get our Twitter account. You know, like, yeah, or yeah. Andrew Wiggins playing basketball. Andrew you know, Wiggins. I, I, he's had, he's playing a little better this year, so I tried to give him the benefit of the black Canadian doubt. I don't that. see Evander Evander Kane. She ain't complaining about Evander Kane. She might be one of his baby mamas. Who knows? <laughs> My Cutty Corner shout out goes out to the Uber Eats driver and his heartbreaking message about not making any money and needing needing the patrons and the customers to tip better he uh drove 45 minutes to drive pick up food find parking find the person he had to pay for parking because they refused to come down i get it it's that's that's frustrating uh, in total because of the parking he had to pay for on top of the tip and the, the fee that he was paid by uber eats he made one dollar for that 45 minutes of time he complained that you know he's going to be not unable to prove that he can pay for his rent, so they're going to kick him out of his apartment. And his final statement was, "Just tip your drivers. You don't understand how much it means to us that you tip us." And 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 I get the sentiment of you know being in a tough financial spot. Um, I, I can understand you know. Unfortunately, uh, I've had the privilege of never having to worry about you know what I'm saying making it from one check to the next in that way. So my privilege, I I, I cannot be completely in the space that he's in but if i decide to work a job like uber eats or doordash or one of these gig jobs where i know that they're gonna pay me minimal money so that they can reap the benefits and make the most money where, where i know that the the service is going to take all the money and give me pennies on the dollar right so to be dependent on your tips you need to not look at the customers and say, what the fuck am I doing and working a job where I'm getting paid a dollar or two dollars for 45 minutes of my work? And then I need to depend on hopefully a five to ten dollar tip from somebody who's already paying an exorbitant fee on top of that in a pandemic, which if they're paying, buying food and spending extra fees in a pandemic, you would think they'd have a little extra money to kick around. But maybe they don't. Maybe they didn't. They don't got the time. They just want to get some food, not have to take, you know, everyone's in a pandemic. Not everyone can tip crazy right now so don't put it on the motherfucking people who aren't tipping put it on the system that we are enabling through prop 22 through other legislation that incentivizes corporations to cut costs and maintain as much of the profits as possible that's where we need to be angry that's where we need to be as the people working to vote in legislation that's not going to allow companies that aren't doing any of the work other than setting up an algorithm and making sure that everyone can download that algorithm and then have it on their phone and then they have a job right now and we'll pay you a dollar per hour basically or five dollars an hour is like the average was or something like that. it was less than the minimum wage for on average on studies that these drivers are making less than minimum wage but because it's a gig job because they have low regulation on it and because these companies can uh, hoard all the profits because of legislation that has been passed on it they pay in their drivers barely anything that is why you're in the bad position. Not because somebody didn't, didn't decide to tip you enough. Not because of that. It's because the system is set up for the people on top, the capitalists with the capital, to make as much money off of their investment as possible, which is not you, the driver, which is not you, the labor force. It is the algorithm. It is the fact that they know that they can charge the most money and pay barely anything under the law and the terms that have been agreed upon. I also want to throw in 2K Sports. 
They did that facial recognition a couple of years ago, and they had me looking like a cross between Patrick Ewing and Sam Cassell <laughs> when I did the facial recognition. Oh, and, shit. and I just watched Nintendo had a virtual concert for 25 years of Pokemon, and Post Malone looked like Post Malone. Virtually, the character they created looked just like him, and 2K Sports couldn't get facial recognition right. Had me looking totally different. And this is why we need to change the logo. You, you <laughs> might, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm with you on the logo change now. You convince me. You convince me. I'm 100% on the logo change. You might not like where I go with it, but I'm 100%. Yeah. As long as we get a change, we get a brother in there. We get a brother in the logo. I'm down. I'm going to get a brother right. in the logo. Yeah, no, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Um, anyways, that is our show, my friends. That is our show. Any final words you'd like to say to our fans out there before we take off? Yeah, OJ did it. Uh, <laughs> BTG for <laughs> president, open run with BTG, part of the Red Science Network. You know, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, whenever y'all need me back on, let me know. I think um, we might change the logo for this shirt, this show, the OJ. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> is an OJ uh, getting his second uh, COVID shot? <laughs> it's gonna be no, it's gonna be OJ like that that Hertz commercial where he running through the airport, jumping over the, uh, the, the, the car. Except he's jumping over bushes on Gretna Greenway. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening to the show, Aaron. Any final words, Aaron? Oh man, uh, everyone out there, peace, love to everybody. You know how I am. Um, have a good week stay safe stay safe yeah and check out check out our homie Baylor the Great open run with yeah. BTG and BTG for president man check him out he's got some good content and uh, we look forward to working with you in the future otherwise everyone else stay blessed stay healthy and we will leave you with this are you really about to play something yeah hold on we're just gonna might as well just end it on this one because this this is the highlight of the show anyway I, I feel good Oh, oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm about to go show this shit to my wife. I'll send it to you in the uh, IG message. <laughs> Please do it. I got this. I'm about to go show that to her. Right? <laughs> hey, maybe you might get something started. <laughs> So since we're gonna go down this rabbit hole, I guess I could just <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't the reason why I don't like Captain America and Superman because I think they come from white privilege. Oh, Captain America and Superman. Oh yeah. And you and you know Captain America was created during a time where you know <laughs> I, I agree with you, but for some reason Captain America is like one of my favorite characters, but I agree with you. I got excited when he called Thor's hammer. I did. I screamed like yeah. a little girl. Yeah, I did. See? He but is I, one I of still... my favorite characters, but I agree with you. Like, like I like when people bring up crazy concepts. Like, hey, you think Captain America will be, will he really hang out with Falcon? Because don't forget, he right. was born in like the 19, He's a World 1940s. War he, <laughs> he was, was World War II. He was born after World War One. It was World War II. He was fighting right. the Nazis. Oh, maybe. All right, all right. Well, regardless. And regardless. he was real like, yeah, like, like he was happy to be in the goddamn service. Yep. With no other this black, is Amer no, no this other is America. Yep. <laughs> I saw on Instagram people were com commenting on that, being like, uh, and Twitter, being like, if you went back in time and stayed, 
Do you think he helped the civil rights movement? <laughs> Did he? He was back there. He stayed. Well, got old. Well, you, see the, the one that, thing about Captain America that, that always make me that I could bring myself to think past that how he, like how he would have been was that he was such a righteous guy that he would do the right thing, right? Wouldn't he do the right thing? No, he, think? you know how many agents died because him and his friend he didn't kill beat up nobody. An entire he SWAT team in a staircase. He that beat was some. He slammed a dude. He slammed several dudes through cement walls. Aaron, that's they got death. Time off. They get time off. <laughs> that's they not time, time off. off. <laughs> it's like, hey man, time you, off, you, man. You, you, hey, you know what? You're a paraplegic now, so you you get the rest of the year off. <laughs> nah, <laughs> it's man, like, you get the rest of love. life off. I just figured it out. Captain America is Bernie Sanders. <laughs> See, yes, yeah, he's that. That's who Captain America is. He's righteous. He's a healthcare for all since I broke all these motherfuckers' backs. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yo, I, and 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 I grew up watching. I grew up watching Batman too. I think Batman got a little. Oh, Batman's the worst. I love Batman, but I, he's also yeah. the worst. I got can a we, theory. Can we say this right now? He's not he, a superhero. He's not a superhero. Nah, but he, a hero. He, you know, he, yeah. hero? Yeah. Hero? He's a hero? Yeah, he's a hero. He's a hero. You ever been shot, by, shot at by a real motherfucker? Can't he just clear his goddamn throat, though? So I have this theory. Batman is like the uh, the corporate Democrats of uh, of, of superheroes. Um, and uh, he is... That's uh, a wild take right there. He is. He If you think about it, you think about it. You think about Bruce Wayne. He out here masquerading... Like uh, Nancy Pelosi with the Kente scarves, taking knees and shit like that. He masquerading in his bat suit, right? Like he's trying to do some real good. But when you think about Wayne Enterprises, Wayne Corp, this motherfucker had stuff that, like, before they had smartphones was a big thing and was was taking over, right? When he had all the cell phone pinging and he could create a whole soundscape of the the world based upon everyone's cell phone technology, like that's advanced crazy technology he had all the different gadgets all the different vehicles that's advanced military technology you telling me he only made that for himself no he got contracts with militaries he is selling military grade uh weapons right this motherfucker got money on money on money and he has a city that has rampant rates of poverty rampant rates of probably mental illness and drug abuse from all the people he seems to be beating up it looks like so i'm like he could fix a lot of these issues within these downtrodden communities and help alleviate some of the people who are turning to crime or turning to working for these crazy batshit weirdo motherfucking henchmen because there ain't no other jobs in your fucking city. But, but, but Wayne Corporation ain't worried about that. You know, Wayne Corporation is like, let's keep this money rolling. Let's keep this corporate money rolling. We ain't fucking up the money in that way. We're going to act like we're trying to do good for our society. We're going we're gonna to try to uh, deal with some of the symptoms, but not alleviate the actual cause of the symptoms. We're going to come out here. I'm going to beat up all these people. I'm going to beat up all these henchmen. I'm not going to kill none of these none of these bosses that I should kill. If I just kill them, they'll be gone and they'll be over with, right? Corporate Democrats, you could just, hey, you could just stop playing this like, oh, holier than thou type shit and just end some of this bullshit that some of the uh, people from the other aisle that are going crazy doing some wild shit are doing. But no, you gonna let them continue to do their thing and never put them away. I'll put them in Arkansas Island for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We go put them away for a little bit. It was down economics, Sherry. It is, it don't work. Do you got got bars on your windows? Because the FBI for sure coming after you, my brother. Oh, shit. No, 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 no. Trickle down economics, Sherry. That's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. Trickle down economics as in. 
then I'm gonna trickle down his ass whooping to all the people who <laughs> who are suffering because my corporation hey. making trillions of dollars and ain't doing nothing for the heat. I ain't seen no community outreach. Every time I did community outreach, they was up in the a skyscraper on the top floor, a bunch of uh, wealthy white people wearing pearls and shit, and they over here eating hors d'oeuvres and shit, and they be like, yeah, "We're raising money for the youth." Raise the money for the youth. He gave the money to the uh to the to the boys club, man. The the the, the boys home. He bought him a bus, bro. No, he got him a oh, he bus. Bought, he gave him the Bruce Matt, the mansion at the end. So that way they had a place to stay free of charge. Oh, that's so nice of him. He he saved one one little group's home. That's tight. Man, you know, say you know how. Yeah, he's like, man, that's like that's that's fourteen less boys I got to beat up in a couple years when they when they working for Joker or Penguin. Man, he done more than Michael Jordan done. No, oh, my God. <laughs> nah, I knew I could end it right there. He did more than Michael Jordan done <laughs> because it, because it's true.